All right, Fanatics, uh, Sunday night podcast, Williams and Bloom. I'll bring Bloom in here momentarily. want to thank our presenting sponsor, Mechdyne, the Mechdyne Corporation. You can check them out at mechdyne.com. And I would highly encourage anybody. You know, it feels like um, you know, spring has sprung a little bit. The, uh, the weather's getting nicer. This uh, nasty pandemic appears to be, you know, we're closing in on it. Maybe you want a new job. Are you tired of your job? I'd like you to go to MechDine.com, and I'd like you to go to the careers page and check out everything that they have available. A couple of engineers from Iowa State created this great company years ago. Now it is worldwide, but it's based out of beautiful Marshalltown, Iowa. Go to MechDine.com and check out everything that they have to offer. They also offer AV and VR solutions. Engineered, displayed structures, IT services, AV services, software services. They do it all at Mechdyne. We also have a new sponsor. Uh, they're not new to Cyclone Fanatic, of course, uh, but they are to the Williams and Bloom podcast. And I want to thank our friends at A-Plus Lawn and Landscape, specifically Sean Edwards, the great owner over there. I've used A-Plus Lawn and Landscape ever since I moved into my current house here in Bondurant. I don't screw around with the chemicals, not very often at least. I don't screw around with them. So I let A-Plus Lawn and Landscape do that for me. And, and the, the number one thing, I can pitch to you guys from A-plus Lawn and Landscape is the Sharp and Lube. What is that, you ask? You set your – so I have a push mower. Set it out on my um, – just out there on my front porch, and they'll send a technician to your house to sharpen the blades, change the oil. You don't even have to do a thing. Bada boom. Done like that. Check them out. A-plus Lawn and Landscape based out of Ankeny, a great local company supporting what we do here at Cyclone Fanatic and on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. With that, we'll bring in Brent Bloom to talk about everything going on this week. Here's English. Yeah. Oh, I played it twice there for English. Well, they deserve it. Now I'll bring in Brent Bloom. Sorry, we're we're all over the place tonight. Bloom, how's it going? Okay, we're doing this on via Zoom today. We are. We're, we've we've each had hellish weekends <laughs> with the offspring. The, the kids are yakking. So. Oh my god! They don't prepare you for that in uh, <sighs> in those classes you take before. At least you've had a wife. Children. I've been that here. I've been stuck here alone. It's been you know two on one here with one of them throwing up. Now, luckily, mine isn't sick. She just has brutal acid reflux. The the oldest one. It's brutal, man. So she when something upsets her stomach, like she'll puke like seven or eight times. It is nice. awful. It is hellish. So I've been doing that, and then the one year old. I mean, I just. I feel like this is the first time I've sat down all weekend. So God bless you. Thank you for uh, how. How are your boys? Oh, uh, hanging in there. We got the one I think over the hump. The other is trending that way. But we learned how the the almost three year old learned how to use a bowl for the first time, which is helpful. Better like, than the carpet like to eat. No, oh, to puke in. <laughs> right. I was like, wait a minute. That was, that was a good. That was a good. Uh, good trick. So save the carpet at least from some cleaning. But no, a long long weekend. But hey. 
we're here. There's a, no, we have all this joyous cold, Iowa State stuff to talk about. Yeah, there's a cold glass of Cody Road awaiting me. Yeah, I've got a oh, look. You can see mine right here over yeah, the Zoom. So I, first thing I did was pour the damn Cody Road before we started tonight. <laughs> all right. Um, so we're just going to be frank with you guys. The, this is going to be a shorter podcast. That's the bad news. The good news is we're, we're going to be back probably in the next 24 to 48 hours. Um we we just decided that it was kind of pointless to blow through everything right now because we anticipate some sort of news uh, for men's basketball. Really, I mean it's it's about nine nine thirty when we're when we're recording this Sunday. We in the next twenty four hours, I'd be I wouldn't say shocked. I could see a scenario where something plays out on Tuesday because of Jamie Pollard's travel schedule, but um, we just thought that it would make more sense to have more of a reactionary podcast to come as well for a couple of reasons. Uh, another one, and this is the most, um, if you've been with us here at cycle and fanatic for a long time, you'll laugh at this, but we had a previously scheduled family vacation that we've had on the books for a while. <laughs> I have a wedding for one of my cousins in Arizona. Uh, and I was like, Oh, this was earlier. It's like, great. Iowa state's not going to be in the tournament this year. So we can actually go to it. And the whole family's planning on going there, and it's going to be really fun. The girls can swim. Like, they can meet a bunch of cousins they've never met. And, of course, like it, it, it's potentially going to be a historic week in Iowa State Athletics. Uh, the good news is everything happens over Zoom. Uh, I might be in Arizona, but I'll be working along the way. You don't uh, just – if you're in my position, you don't just shut down for five days when stuff like this is going on. So Bloom and I wanted to – we're going to kind of set the tone for the week right now. And then we will react whenever there is something to react to. Bloom, do you have any uh, better way to put it than that as we start this thing off? No, I mean, I, I think just to you know lay it out there, and, and you've been sharing with the premium board um, for the last three days or so, it's that, you know, this is not some conspiracy to that, that it's done and, you know, people, people all know that, no. I mean, there's not much news, and even those that are involved – um, they're still kind of in the dark here. So I, there's, there's not a whole lot to share. And it, it's th- therefore, I think it, it doesn't help anybody if we just speculate for 45 minutes on potential things and just wait until it actually happens. But uh, by and large, what Steve Prom said after the game on Wednesday is where we're at is they will wait, they will meet this week, and we will go from there. And uh, nothing has changed since that Wednesday, not confirmation. Uh, well put, yeah. And I, I – and I also shared this with our premium members. And I, I talked about it on the radio, too. This isn't top secret stuff. Yes. I, I whiffed. I, I was pretty sure that it would be Thursday. Yeah, same. Yeah, I whiffed. I, I, had, I had a blind spot there where I didn't, you know, Bloom, I just didn't think through, you know, you try and humanize all of this, right? Because these are real people, not only the coaches who are doing quite well, but the players, right? And, like, there's – a lot of real people who these decisions impact in a no very question. real way. Um, and I, it does make sense now that Jamie would want to one way or another, uh, because it, one of two things is going to happen as far as the head coaching position goes. One, he's going to fire everybody or right. two, it would be okay, Steve, here's but this has to happen. Right. Which would impact people like losing their jobs, that sort of thing. So it makes sense. And I just, followed Jamie Pollard long enough. I know who he is as a person that he wouldn't want to do this 
either way over yes. the phone or over Zoom or anything like that. And I yeah. had a blind spot probably last Sunday when we met and then on the radio last week. And I, I do apologize for that. Um, I don't think I was reckless or anything. I just had a blind spot. I didn't think through it in that capacity. So it does make sense that it got pushed to this week. Yeah, yeah, and then it also gives validity to the fact that this isn't prearranged and already done. Like nothing is done yet, and it'll be um, most likely confirmed one way or another this week, and we'll just have to be patient until then. But just go back. There's not, um, you know, there's not some conspiracy that this has been in the works since January. I'm sure Jamie has been thinking through this process of what happens when X, Y, or Z occurs. But um, yeah, this this is right on timeline from what's what's been out in the open. So, with that, um, as as we look ahead to this week, um, you know, I, I think a couple of things as far as a lot of people want to know, uh, I'm not going to do the whole like going through names and stuff like that until there's an actual move. And that's a, that's a respect thing for me. Um, You know, I hope you guys, I I hope that our listeners can understand that the second a move has been made, if a move is made, uh, we will be on here and we will be hashing all of that out for you. Uh, This is the timeline I foresee, and you tell me, if uh, again, if I have a blind spot here. Um, Jamie Pollard, when it comes to hiring coaches, uh, we've seen him go a couple routes. There's the famous Matt Campbell and Fred Hoiberg route where he basically showed up somewhere, offered the job, bada boom, they're the new head coach. There's also been a couple processes that we've seen. Um, the Chiswick hire was a process. The Prom hire was a process. The Greg McDermott hire was a process. Um, so we don't know which route that's going to be. My guess would be if Jamie Pollard has a person in mind, Iowa State could have a new head coach by the start of the NCAA tournament. Or at least we're going to start hearing stuff. If he's got a process of a handful of people who he would like to interview – then we're talking a weeks type situation. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean it's just so hard to know. I mean even uh, even the Fred one, which, which had a search firm, did happen within a week. I mean Steve Prohm was hired. I think it was like seven to nine days, something like that, after Fred informed of the Bulls job. So even though that was still a a search firm, and they did the whole interview on site in Atlanta, it still happened quickly. I have no idea what even a search firm looks like during 2021. No way. I mean, do you you do interviews in person? I mean, I don't, I don't think you do. So I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. And how are they going to do a search firm when you're 25 million in the hole and you got this buyout and like, yeah, I mean, you, right. And, and, and there's, it's kind of hard to organize trips like that, not just because of the pandemic, but for a variety of reasons, I will say though the times he's acted quickly, it's been out of necessity. The the Campbell hire was because Mizzou was knocking on Campbell's doorstep as well. And if Jamie doesn't get there that day, then he's probably the head coach at Mizzou right now. I mean, it was that close where Matt was in talks with Mizzou for that head coaching job, and so that that timing was done out of necessity. The prom one happened quickly, but it was in the middle of June, and so you're already up against it based on the time of everybody else because normally when you're having a coaching changes in March and April, not in June. So I think that's why that happened quickly. If memory serves the McDermott one, you know, that was that took seven a to 10 days. That, yeah. I think Rob it was longer. Jeter we all thought was going to get the job. From yep, Wisconsin Rob Jeter was the other finalist. And then Greg 
end up turning down K-State to take the Iowa State job. And the Chiswick one happened, you know, they, that one was a little bit more difficult to assess because McCarney was, you know, resigned uh, before the end of the year. And so there was some lead time there for, for Jamie to assemble. So I don't know. I mean, this is there's not that many other openings either, Chris. I no. think Minnesota will be open. The Paul's going to come open here. Um, there's some other high-level ones. I mean, Boston College is probably not competing for jobs at Iowa State. I mean, there's jobs like that. But point is, there's no need to really be hasten your search from that standpoint of you're going to lose out to somebody else. Couple I, of, I, think, yeah. I think the Minnesota one would make it interesting because there could be – I don't know. I mean, you're talking upper Midwest jobs, so we'll see how that would impact things. Marquette could also come open, which would impact some regional stuff. But again, I don't think Iowa State is, you know, obviously you have urgency because you want to be able to get to the the player roster management side of it. Um, so I don't anticipate this thing lasting till April by any means, but it's not like no way. this yeah, is a Campbell. There, yeah, it's, yeah, this isn't a Campbell situation either, though, where you need to get him or else somebody else is going to in the next four days. Uh, just You mentioned the Minnesota job, uh, what I've been hearing on that, um, or excuse me, the DePaul one. I mean, there's a lot out there about Porter Mosher and DePaul. Um, That'd be interesting. So we'll see. And he would be a guy who I would think would be on Iowa State's list like to talk to uh the minnesota job's interesting too you gotta look at craig smith uh the utah state head coach um connecting to that one and also and Nico then, uh, Medved, uh, from from colorado state i i and, don't think he would be in the iowa state mix but he would be a candidate i would think at minnesota well and then uh brian dutcher at san diego state uh yeah. played at minnesota and Basically he's, the entire Mountain West. Yeah, well, and Dutcher in his contract, supposedly, he's like got a buyout for several million dollars to everywhere else but Minnesota, which is less than 500000 Really interesting. Yeah. So, again, I mean, these are things you got to look at. It's just not – obviously, it's not in a vacuum here. It's not like I would say could pick a coach and go, that's who we want, and he's ours. However, um, you just got to measure – urgency with the humanity part, as you said, Chris. Yeah, and that's that's why um, that that's mainly why we're choosing to do a couple of podcasts here because we yeah. I, what I don't want to do because we don't know for sure what's going to happen. We think we know, but we we don't know. And what the last thing I want to do is do a podcast where I go through and list ten play, ten players in this and then Iowa State retains Steve Prome. Because if that's the case, we want Steve Prum to succeed. We don't want to do anything to, um, you know, to hurt that or or anything like that. We 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 both really like Steve Prum. I mean, I no doubt. No matter where Steve Prum is in ten years, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful it'll be like Greg McDermott is now. We're you know we're we're friends and like we you know all that stuff. So there's just a personal level here. Um, I just asking fans to be a little more patient. Uh, I know that. And that's why I did feel bad because I felt like I kind of set the tone for people to expect it on Thursday a little bit, and it didn't happen. Um, with that, you weren't you, the only one. No, you weren't do, the only one. Do you have anything else on men's basketball here before we move on? I figured we could talk about the women a little bit and then wrap things up. Yeah, I just think beware of what you read. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Yes, because they're just, I'm just telling you. <laughs> there's not that much information out there, even from people who should know, don't know right now. And so if you read something that sounds like off, awfully, um, what's the word specific, it's probably not true. 
Yeah. Because it's just, there's just not much out there. And again, just be cautious. I mean, you can, you can make logical connections to who could the candidates be, but to think these conversations are already happening, uh, just be careful. You and I both made points in the premium board earlier today that we both have high level boosters and donors at Iowa state that have reached out to us wanting to know what's going on, which completely debunks a lot of the rumors out there. Oh, they, he's compiled the buyout money and all that. That's it's not true. Pollard. I think this is important to point out to the masses that he, he is his own man. He works as an individual. That's why I just, I don't, I don't think they'll do a search firm again. Um, I, 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 I can promise you he's not calling to ask donors for permission to to make moves. That might happen at other institutions. That's not happening at Iowa State. Do you have anything to add to that before we move on? 100% agree. I mean, you got to think of it. Um, Steve Steve Prohm's not lying either, by the way. You know, what he said Wednesday night is absolutely true. He's still, um, you know, he's waiting on that, that end of the year meeting. And Jamie is not going to blindside him by, you know, going behind his back, talking to donors um, while this is happening. Now, I mean, I think this week will obviously we'll, we'll know a lot more, but yeah, I mean, just don't, don't read too much to what's not, it doesn't actually exist. We'll um, be all over it. Once anything becomes um, official. All right. Um, real quick, before we move on, I want to thank our friends at gravitate coworking. You can check them out at gravitate coworking.com. We have a really great guy, uh, Jeff Wood. Uh, Bloom, you've known him. You've known Jeff longer than I have. Uh, I just I love these local companies that are grinding. I'm really happy for a guy like Jeff and our friends at Gravitate Coworking that it appears, you know, this pandemic is moving in the positive direction right now. I, I think this guy's sitting on a gold mine here uh, with these meeting spaces and uh, office spaces. These this, this coworking thing, man. I, I was reading a piece over the weekend about like downtown Minneapolis and how there's like 19% of what used to be there pre pandemic, as far as people who are going to work downtown yeah. and they, you just don't know how many are going to return. I also read another piece too, about like air traveling, right. And how you're going to experience this, I would guess in your line of work, like where um, business traveling is going to be cut exponentially because of great technology like zoom we live five houses away from each other and we're doing this podcast (laughs) on zoom and the audience isn't going to know and you know i i just think that there's a lot of ways that companies are going to you know kind of move into the next generation and i think gravitate co-working where you've worked i have not been there i look to very i look forward to it i think it's a really good company i think they're really smart yeah and jeff's involved in the uh Iowa entrepreneurship scene, which is another reason why, you know, especially if you, have, if you have a small company or you're a founder of a company, those idea exchanges can be pretty powerful where you make connections, you make relationships and, you know, you, you, you swap ideas while having a coffee in this co-working space. I mean, that's, that's something that is missing throughout the pandemic is it's, it's hard to make those spontaneous connections. And that's what that gravitate could be so good for once we're back to normalcy. So I am, 100% a big believer in what he's going over there and really all over the central Iowa. Looking forward to that. Um, man, I, I'm going to get back from Arizona and I'm going to contact Jeff and hopefully I'll have a badass office down there on Locust Avenue that I can brag about to you guys in the near future. Iowa State women lose to Texas. That was a 
meat Ooh, grinder of a basketball game. Yeah. game on Thursday. Man, um, I you know that was one of those games that sucked to lose. And you were, like, heartbroken over it. But afterwards, it's like, man, you gave it everything. Like, you couldn't even be mad about it, right? That, that was how I Trem- felt, at least. Tremendous basketball game. There's a lot of good basketball this weekend. No on doubt. On men's and women's side. Yeah. But that was um, that was up there. That was that was great. And it was players making plays. And, you know, tip of the cap to to Texas. You know, they, they come in. They're not a great three-point shooting team. I always say dares them to make some. They make 13. It's tough to, tough to overcome that. And I thought, obviously, its game plan was, was good. It's just... You can't stop everything with Texas, and they beat them. But it does not discount at all the, what Iowa State has accomplished. And it's going to be great to see them in the NCAA tournament again Monday night when that's released. Um, do you have any – what do you think? I, I, I've done a little bit of – I mean, seven seed, six seed, is that like what we're looking at here? Like, yeah. what, what do you anticipate? Six to eight. I mean, you, you really want to stay off the eight-nine game if you can uh, I think the net rankings at 28 or 29, which is putting them right at 7-8 there, seed up. The win over Baylor is a total deal breaker if there is a tie. I mean, you beat a, a Baylor team that's going to be top five. I think Baylor probably gets a two seed, maybe not a one. They're, they're right on the edge there. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're looking at six to eight and kind of roll it out. So they're down in, they're down in San Antonio. So it's not like you're worried to have to about the home court issue with the higher seeds. Um, but – the, the top the top four specifically top six in in women's college basketball are elite and Iowa State's seen a couple of them already with South Carolina and Baylor and so um, it'd make it tough if you had to see them but man what this group has accomplished with the, as young as it is is pretty impressive do you have any feelings on the bracket that was re- released today other uh, than the fact that it sucks to not be a part of this yeah you know I, I contrasting thoughts watching that I'm so glad it's back I mean, I think throughout the whole pandemic, which was, you know, brutal, just think where we were a year ago, just brutal because you, you didn't know what was ahead, it's but awful. yet you're missing out on this thing. And now it's like, you know, obviously you're going to miss Iowa State not being there. Only the second time in the last 10 years, Iowa State is not going to participate in the NCAA tournament. Um, but also just thankfully you're going to have that basketball to watch. That's kind of where I came from. it, And I, I looked a little bit at it. I thought Iowa's draw is actually really favorable for them, uh, which is good for them, but other than that, I'm just excited excited for the tournament to happen. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I honestly I didn't look into Iowa's that much yet. This it's just been such a terrible day here at our house that I've been trying to. I barely watch. We always do this family movie night on Sundays, and unfortunately, Cameron, who's six, doesn't understand that. Uh, you know, Daddy was really trying to watch this NASCAR race, and that the NCAA tournament bracket was being revealed. She did not care. So, um, Big 12 team, most likely to win a national championship. Go. It's still Baylor. It still is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. They've had their issues. Their draw's pretty good. Um, you know, the Big 12, I thought, seeded was seated very favorable. Oklahoma's um, a dangerous seven seed, aren't they? Are they not? I, I kind of yeah, thought that Yeah, they just don't have a pop. big guy, though. I mean, I just think they're, they're going to have to shoot it really well, and I don't think Reeves can carry them. Okay. I think they're going to lose to Missouri, honestly. I haven't seen Missouri play enough. They're just physical. They got a big guy. I mean, again, matchups and matchups in the NCAA tournament are everything. Okay. Um, Oklahoma State, quick read on them. Really good. I mean, I see Kate Cunningham gets all the attention for their resurgence. He was about the same all year. He got a little better, 
but his supporting cast just took off like a rocket ship in the last three weeks. And nobody talks about those guys. It's not just him. He's got great help. Uh, and you know, they're young. They need to, they don't shoot it great. So they got to time it up a little bit. I think they got tired against Texas, but you know, if you look at the Vegas odds, Chris, at least before the bracket was, was released, I don't know where they are now. They like the eighth best odds in college basketball. I think Vegas sees what I see, and that's they're super talented. It's not just Cunningham. I mean, they've got a bunch of guys, and that, and that's why they're not going to go away even when he leaves. Is they're still pretty young. Uh, I think Cunningham and likely both will go to the NBA, but they just got him. He's done a tremendous job there, Mike Boyden, and it was a big gamble at the time when they hired him. He's Had been no awesome. real. He's yeah, he's awesome. great. He he's not even making two million a year, which is kind of crazy in in high major coaching. <laughs> It's interesting. He got knocked because, you know, he was only known as a recruiter, not an X's and O's guy. So um, what have we been talking about for the last four weeks? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's learned on the job how to coach pretty well, apparently. And he's got some help on his staff. He's got some high level guys that have been head coaches before. But I think they're I think they're good. I, I, I struggle to see them uh, rolling off four wins in a row. I think they can make the Sweet 16. I just don't know if they, they have enough consistency. Uh, from jump shots that when you play those long rangey teams that can shut down Cunningham, it'll be a tougher time for them. All right, Bloom. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it again, everybody. Um, I don't leave for Arizona until Wednesday. Um, again, I'm, I'm going to still keep working, but uh, Bloom and I will be point being, we will for sure have another podcast before then and um, stay tuned as to when that is at cyclone fanatic on Twitter. Um, I'm not promising that I'll know anything because I'm, I'm guessing just knowing how Jamie Pollard works, I'm going to get a press release and we'll know one way yes. or another. Um, but, uh, of course, we want to promote the Cyclone Fanatic premium forum. Uh, you can become a Patreon member. You get those weekly, a lot of times bi-weekly this time of year. Emails uh, where um, they're, the, they're my insider columns. I got about 1,500 words to drop here before midnight bloom get at it bloom's also on there ch- chiming in so we uh, it's always good to have his expertise in there as well thanks everybody we appreciate it again we'll be back um here in a day or two appreciate you listening cyclone fanatic podcast network